I won't ask you how you're doing. I'll just say, hi, Bill. Welcome <laughs> to the show. Right. Best way of, uh, of doing it. All right. Uh, so you, 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 you ran through it at the end of the game. Uh, bad in all facet, facets of, uh, of the game. There was nothing that worked out well, including the opening kickoff in yesterday's game. So how do you sit here and digest what happened yesterday, especially when it happened in Week 10? We've seen this team have difficulty in games like this earlier in the season. Usually by Game 10, they're a lot more polished. How do you look at this one? Yeah, well, we just have to go back to work here and um, accomplish some things this week and then get ready for the Jets, so. Um, we'll see how it goes. Is it different that it happens later in the season than earlier in the season to you? Well, there are always things to work on. And um, when you have an opportunity to work on, and then, which we do now, well, that's all we'll do. But we do the same thing no matter how yesterday's game turned out. We have we got six games left. We need to make the most of those opportunities. You know, a lot has been made of, the you know, the, the I guess the past distribution. You know, like Josh Gordon getting 12, you know, Edelman. Um, how does a guy get himself – more opportunities how does a guy like Hogan or Dorsett um, work his way into being more of a part of the offense is it something that he does in practice is it something that maybe they do during this this uh, this bye week where you maybe you reevaluate everybody and what they're what they can help you out doing on offense yeah I think everybody just uh, whatever position they play um, needs to go out do their assignment do it well and be consistent at it and uh you know, usually those things will even themselves out somewhere along the line. Has Dorsett or has Dorsett earned more looks? I mean, it seems like every time he's out there, not a lot, but he's coming up with a big catch. Yeah, we have confidence in all our receivers. You know, really, all five guys have played, and they've all been productive uh, in, in little, maybe different ways a little bit with CP, but um, with Dorsett, Hogan, Edelman, and, and Gordon, uh, we've got production from all those guys. So I'm, I'm sure they'll each will. Have some games where they're more they get more targets, and then maybe some where they get less. So, we'll just see how it goes week to week. Bill, so Gronk makes the trip, and I'm wondering is that was that a game time decision, or was he just making that trip knowing he wasn't going to play? Uh, well, I mean, we took a we took him down there because, um, you know, he he was doing better, uh, but in the end, he wasn't able to wasn't able to go. So. Do you factor in that the following week's a bye week as far as health goes, saying he could go, but we got a bye week, let's get him 100%. Does that factor in at all? Uh, no, not really. So if, you, if he can play, he'd be out there no matter what? Well, he wasn't able to play yesterday, so we made him active. Right. Trent Brown uh, was out during the course of the week with illness. Did you have something running rampant within your locker room this week, sickness? Uh, I think we had a couple guys dealing with uh, a couple things. We had a couple guys last week. That's that time of year. So we had you know, a player, a couple players, a couple of coaches, uh, you know, two or three guys a week the last two or three weeks. Because you were rotating a lot in the guard spot, and I saw Trent Brown coming out. Was that Did that have something to do with the fact that maybe he was a little winded because he was on the sidelines all week? No, I don't think so. I think it was actually Gilmore, I think, after the game, might have said he had dealing with some kind of illness as well. Did that thing factor into his game? Because he's, he's been outstanding all year long, but it seemed like that wasn't maybe his best yesterday. Yeah, well, look, it's, uh, we're in the middle of November here. It's uh, week 10 of the football season, so I'm sure everybody's not feeling perfect right now. You know, one of the things that uh, I guess there's, there's a lot of ex-players on that team, 
um, obviously Bravel and just you know the guys that are on there. Dion Lewis, I don't know if you heard any of this stuff. It always surprises me when guys say certain things when they leave an organization. He said uh, they asked him if it was personal. He said that's what happens when you're cheap. You get your ass kicked. I was just curious. Are you surprised that he would, I guess, take a cheap shot like that? Yeah, I didn't really see or, or hear the comments, so I'm not sure of the context of it. But, uh, yeah, you'd have to ask him about that. I don't know. Any of that stuff ever bug you in knowing that you know what it's like. If you win a game, you got bravado. You're feeling really good about yourself. And then if you worked for another employer beforehand or whatever, it's your opportunity that you can stick it to them. So it's kind of common, human nature maybe, that people do that. But does it ever bother you and you look back and said, yeah, I helped this kid out. I, you know, he was undrafted, gave him an opportunity, made him an awful lot of money. Does it ever bug you? Yeah, well, I mean, look, Dion's made plenty of positive comments in the past. I'm not really sure about this one. Um, but, but, look, whatever it is, it is. And right now we need to worry about what we're doing and, and our football team, and, and that's really where our focus is. So um, whatever else anybody says or doesn't say is out of our control, and I don't think we're going to. It's going to affect us too much one way or the other, whether it's good or bad. Um, how's uh, Rex Burkhead doing? Saw that he practiced last week. Um, yeah, it's good to see him out there. Um, yeah, we'll just take a day to day and see how it goes. Is that a? Is there? Do you have a deadline as far as when you can declare whether or not he's going to be part of the active roster or not? Three weeks after he starts practicing. Okay. So this will be week one coming up on uh, I think it was Wednesday. So last week, obviously, a big challenge with a guy like Aaron Rodgers. And I know you talked a lot about the contain, you know, the pass rush and, and containing a guy like Rodgers. Marcus Mariota, did, did you feel like you did a good enough job against him? Did you feel like you did a similar job or, or not as good as maybe you did the week before with Aaron Rodgers? Uh, well, Mariota got us on a, uh, you know, on a run or uh, a run and a catch. Uh, the passing run, I think he only ran once, and uh, for a couple of yards, Hightower tackled him. But he, uh, no, you know that really wasn't yardage-wise as big of a problem as the running game and um, the yardage they completed throwing the ball. So um, that's in the end, it wasn't. It just it wasn't good enough. We have to play better team defense, team offense, and special teams, and coach better, and everything else. So you guys run that, that pass to, to Brady on that third down play, and then the next time Tennessee gets the ball, Mike runs the exact same play to, to Mariota. Did you, did you feel like that was just the timing of it? Did you, did you chuckle at it? Did you feel like it was a shot at you guys? A shot at what? Just he ran the exact same play, like, minutes after. I know he commented um, about it after. Yeah. Look, when you're on defense, your job is to stop the other team, so that's – that's what your job is. You don't control the plays they call. You mentioned special teams. Um, three of their first six possessions, they started on your side of the field. Um, obviously, never a, a good sign. A little concerned about field position and some of these on, on special teams now? Uh, again, Glenn, there wasn't really anything that was good enough yesterday, so we're all, we're all part of it. <laughs> I think that this morning the, the the guys asked Brady, okay, if, is there not a, not is there a silver lining? Is there is there anything positive you can take from it? And Brady said, didn't throw no uh, no turnovers. I mean, three games in a row. Three right? games in a row, no turnovers. So I guess that's something. Yeah, I mean, you know, individually there were some 
there were positive plays and positive um, things within some plays, but in the end, as a team, our performance wasn't where we want it to be, where it needs to be. So well, that's the most important thing. We'll have to try to find a way to improve that. What what goes into the decision of pulling Brady seven and a half minutes? Usually, you guys are blowing teams out. We always wonder when you're going to pull them or not. But in this case here, he comes out, I believe, seven and a half minutes to go. What what goes into that decision? Uh, I felt it was the best thing to do at that point. There were a couple other guys who fell into that category too. Are you, the, the, the amount of pressure they're putting on him or the, the score itself? No, the score. Yeah, no, the score. As far as just – I know this time of year everybody's dealing with something, but based on you know what we saw yesterday, a lot of guys getting hurt or sick, could this bye week not come at a better time just for everything, regrouping, recalibrating, getting guys healthy? Yeah, I don't know, Christian. Whenever they come, they come. So when they schedule them, we show up and play them. And when they don't, we don't. So I don't really worry about that. Whatever the schedule is, it is. And we try to do the best we can time with the time allocation that we have. When you look at a game like that, how much do you look at it and come out of it and say, all right, we just didn't have the right game plan or they had a better game plan than we did versus we've got some – weaknesses some holes right now that other teams are going to start to exploit in the upcoming weeks yeah i think i said after the game that um they we were out coached we were outplayed um they beat us in all three phases of the game uh, we got to do a better job of coaching playing executing and, and everything so it just it just wasn't a good day for us yesterday. I don't know there any other way to put it. Well, as, as opposed to one day where you just didn't get the job done, and they did, versus issues that you see going forward here. Well, they hit us on some scheme things that were a problem that, uh, from a coaching standpoint, we need to adjust or get fixed. The players weren't well enough prepared for. There are other things that we were prepared for. We just didn't do them well enough uh, in all three phases of the game. So I think everybody looks at that game I think about the same way that we all feel like we came up short and we need all need to do better. <clears throat> you know, Tom in the past has talked about how he he's seen so much from different defenses. He's seen, you know, he can pick things up. I think it was I have the answers to the test. I think it was the quote he had. But the last five weeks compared to the first five weeks, we've seen numbers with him versus the blitz that we haven't seen in ever in his career. Usually he tortures them. The last five, it's been a struggle. Is that not picking up the blitz in certain areas, or is that other issues as far as maybe personnel, uh, wide receivers, offensive line communication? What are the reasons why this offense has been struggling, in your eyes, lately about with the blitz? Yeah, it always comes down to team execution, and so we'll, we just have to do a better job of that. Um, I mean, there hasn't been a lot of pressure on the quarterback this year. We were one of the least sacked teams in the league. Uh, yesterday was... You know, there were times when there was pressure. There were times when there wasn't. Uh, but the bottom line is, whether there is or isn't pressure, um, the overall passing game has to execute on time and, and in, in a smooth fashion, and that includes everybody. It's the protection. It's the receivers. It's the uh, distribution of the route. It's the quarterback. It's the play and the coverage that we get it against. So you know, all those things are related. Um, again, I think we all have to do a better job of that. Well, over the years, we've already talked 
uh, we've always talked about Tom Brady as a guy who, if you're going to go blitz him, he's just going to tear you apart. Christian came up with a stat this past week, and I don't know how valid it is, in which Brady apparently is the worst against the blitz this year. Now, Mike Lombardi. Based on his, based on his passer rating. Okay. Five or more rushing. <laughs> Mike Lombardi disputed it. Your buddy Mike Lombardi disputed it on Friday, basically saying he had different numbers and he threw the numbers out there. So what are your eyes from the sidelines tell you are you more susceptible to the blitz right now your offense than you've been in past years you know again it's so much of those plays are dependent on what the what the play is that's matched up against it so um if you have five guys in protection six is too many if you have six guys in protection seven's too many if you have seven guys in protection eight's too many so sometimes it just depends on what you happen to have called and what they what they happen to have called they run a six-man rush and you pick it up because you have six blockers, then that's fine. If you have a five-man rush, then you're going to have to throw the ball before the sixth guy gets there, and that's built into the pattern or built into the play, you know, vice versa. So it's um, – I think really the plays are, are really have to be analyzed individually, which they are, and we have to handle blitz on every play. Uh, and we cover it on every play, so we just have to do a good job of – trying to be in good plays that handle it, but also when we do get it, which is you can't always predict that, then being able to execute whatever the proper part of the play is to handle the, the extra rusher. You know, I've, I've been, um, you know, get towards November, Thanksgiving, you know, your record and your playoff opportunities and your seeding comes, to, comes a little bit more into focus. And I've had coaches that have uh, made a point of putting up the record, showing guys, okay, this is what we're playing for. This is where Kansas City is. This is where Pittsburgh is. You know, this is what you guys are playing for. You know, don't take these games for granted. And for the life of me, I'm sitting there going, I don't remember what Bill did. I'm assuming you probably never brought it up, period, right? Because it's one, only, only the next game is the most important. But That's are, it. But are guys, I mean, are somewhat maybe just aware of the situation that they're in as far as – you know, just watching what Kansas City is doing and, you know, trying to make sure you have home home field advantage is do you guys mention that at all or is it just still status quo? Well, there's nothing we can do about games uh, after the Jets game. I mean, we're not going to prepare for those games. We're not going to practice for them. We're not going to do anything about them. We're not going to do anything about the games we've already been played. There's only one game we're really focused on, and that's the Jets game. So we'll do the best we can in that one and then worry about next week, next week. When, when you have a guy like Sony Michelle coming back, and I saw I think it's sixteen or seventeen snaps, is that because of the way the game was going, or was that more of I don't? Know, do you have guys on pitch counts to say or snap counts? I would say coming back from injury. Yeah, not usually. Usually it's um, yeah. Usually it's based on the situation of the game, um, and we generally have an idea of about how much we think we're going to be in a certain personnel group, but never exactly. And that can vary during the game, of course, in game conditions and uh, as the game unfolds. So obviously yesterday we fell behind. We are in a lot of passing uh, groupings and passing sets and so forth. So I think he was capable of playing more than he did. But uh, the game situation dictated uh, some of those personnel groups and some of the plays. All right, well, your favorite part of the show, Coach, we're going to wrap things up with our drive of the week. Not enough drives of the week this well, week. Well, I think I know which one he's going to say. You had, a, you had a, a unicorn out there score a touchdown. James Devlin. <laughs> <laughs> a fullback scoring a touchdown. When was the last time you had a, a fullback score a touchdown? You remember? Heath Evans? I'm, I mean, he wasn't really a fullback, though, right? Uh, no. Um, 
Uh, James scored in uh, in Houston. So I don't know when that meant, like 14, 15? Uh, yeah. I think 2014 is the last time. 14 or 15, something like he that. Did it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that one. All right, so we're going to go with that one. I knew you'd like that one. I knew you liked it. That was our drive of the week. That was brought to you by the Boston area Mercedes-Benz dealers. Conversation with the coach brought to you by Putnam Investments, Putnam Investments, and the Patriots, proud partners committed to an active game plan on the field and off. Before we let you go, what are you guys doing this week? Is it kind of a catch-up for internally what you need to do, and then next week you prepare for the Jets? Uh, After time off, obviously. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'd say pretty much. We, we There's some things we need to do regardless of who we play, and then um, say somewhat generic, and then um, we'll turn our attention to the Jets, and obviously next week, and and it'll be exclusively uh, the Jets. So this will give us a chance this week to work on a couple things that uh, hopefully will help us against the Jets and possibly in other games too. All right. See you next Monday, Coach. Okay, great. Thank you. Bill Belichick right here on OMF.